the main asset we all have is we can all earn more money, right? We can go and do that. That's fine. But you can never get back the 1st of January, 2019. You can never get that day back. Right. Like once that time is spent, it is done. And therefore, I always think time is too precious. Life is too short. We are all too busy to waste time with people who can never and will never purchase our product at the right level. Hey, Feasters. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 1 of Live in the Feast. I'm Jason, aka Rez, bringing you other business owners who have solved the same problems, wrestled with the same ideas, and achieved success to share their wins and expertise with you so that you can then go ahead and get over those bumps in the road and build a business around the life you want to live. That's Live in the Feast. This season's theme is sales. And there's no better way to start off the season than a deep dive into the entry point of your sales process, what I call the project brief. I know that you are going to love this episode. You're probably used to me droning on and on and on. So this will be a nice change of pace for you. I'm excited for you to hear this episode with Kennedy and Rob, co-founders of Response Suite. Response Suite came out of a need from both of these entertainers, yes, I said entertainers, and how they each were running their own businesses as a comedic hypnotist and a mind reader. In this episode, we'll dive deep into why it's so important to be asking questions to leads upfront by way of an application form. We'll also talk about sending leads down the correct path, not just for them, but for you to position yourself as an expert Also, what kind of questions should you be asking on these application forms? And then how you can then go ahead and leverage leads that wouldn't be a fit for your services. They invited me onto their show and I had such a great time. I had to have them here for you. I think you'll know why as soon as we start diving in here. Aside from the comedy and jokes, they are savvy business owners and really want to help you in growing your sales process in a smart and effective way so that you aren't wasting time with those tire kickers and those leads that are never going to buy from you. Those types of clients is where some of their smart features of their software comes into play. And they've been so gracious, and I kind of twisted their arm a little bit, but they were so gracious in extending a 14-day trial and a one-on-one coaching call with them by going to responsesweetdeal.com slash feast. If you sign up, let them know I sent you. And just for full disclosure, yes, I do receive a small affiliate commission from them, but that's not why I'm promoting it. And you know me, I don't promote just to promote. I only promote things that I believe in, I have experience with, and I know that their software is top notch. Look, in this episode, they're going to dive into so much, the types of questions to ask, the psychology behind them. So let me just shut up now and let's dig in. This episode is brought to you by Feast, the premium online coaching and community designed for developers, designers, marketers, and freelancers like you wanting to specialize their business and build recurring revenue that is both profitable and sustainable. Today's market is ever-changing and yesterday's advice won't cut it. 
Feast members get exclusive access to the roadmap and training library, which includes everything you need to niche down, build recurring revenue, and become that go-to expert for your services. That together with the monthly roundup calls, exclusive workshops, expert chit chat, and our Slack community, you'll have everything you need to build a business around the life of your dreams. If you're serious about not competing on price and having those clients that respect you and your expertise, then join Feast today. Head over to feastcourse.com. If you use the code COMEDY at checkout, you'll receive 15% off of the annual membership price for the life of your membership. Hey, Feasters. Welcome. And today's featured co-hosts, first time ever having two, are Kennedy and Rob. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Does that make us featured feasters? Featured feasters. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm going to use that moving forward. Featured feasters. <laughs> Kennedy and Rob run a company called Response Suite that is focused on giving their customers amazing tools and resources to turn their surveys into marketing assets. They help you turn your leads into clients and your clients into repeat clients. I had such a great time being on their podcast when they graciously invited me. So I wanted to have them on my podcast because they definitely know how to have fun, but they have some amazing thoughts and techniques on selling without quote unquote selling and how to spend less time with those tire kickers. Guys, who are you and why do you do what you do? It's a good question. Why do, Rob, why do you do what you do? What do, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wake up every morning and come up in the office and go, what's that guy with the red hair doing? <laughs> we'll, give you, we'll give you the part of history, I guess. So we both come from a background in entertainment. So when I was a kid, I got into magic of all things. I got a magic set when I was about four and became obsessed with magic. Quite shy, nervous, terrified child. Did it come with a cape? Didn't come with a cape. It came with a top hat, though. A little plastic top hat. No. It did, yeah. With a little stuffed rabbit in it and under a trap door. I've just given... I'm going to get kicked out of the magic circle now. I'm not in the magic circle. Anyway, um, so I learned magic and took it really serious. I was like, this is what I'm going to do for a living. I'm going to be an entertainer. And uh, I took the, like took it really seriously. Did competitions, did quite well. And all the way through school, that was what I was going to do. When I was 14, I saw a, a hypnotist do a stage show. And I thought, oh, wow, that's cool. I want to learn to do that. So a lot of magicians kind of branch out into other different forms of entertainment and things. And I decided that I wanted to, to try hypnosis. So I got my dad to pay the hypnotist to teach me how to do it. I studied it for a couple of years. And then when I was 16, I decided it's time to put this in front of an audience. So I started going out on stage, doing my show, did that all the way through my next set of exams here in the UK. We've got exams called A-levels between like 16 and 18. So I did those. And then when I graduated from my A-levels, most people would then go on to uni or into the workforce or whatever. And I decided, right, this is it. I'm going to take a gap year and be an entertainer. And then that gap year turned into, well, I'm 31 now and I'm still doing it. So that's what happened. And then along the way, I went over to, uh, well, first of all, along the way as kids, we, as teenagers, we became friends. Um, but then I went over to Greece, uh, to the Greek island of Kos. It's a popular British tourist destination for summer holidays. And I used to spend six or seven months a year, seven or eight months a year in Greece, performing for drunk British tourists on their jolly holidays. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and basically it meant I was doing probably, well, between six and 11 shows a week, actually. I was quite busy, but it means that I probably spent a maximum of about 12 or 13 hours on stage working and the rest of the time eating and drinking, e- eating, drinking and sitting by a pool. So I sort of lived the internet lifestyle that everyone talks about, but by, it was the hypnosis lifestyle. But it does mean I have a lot of time sitting around. All my other friends worked really long hours in bars and restaurants and PRing people into the bars. And it just meant I had a lot of time on my own, really. So I, I decided I wanted to start a, another business. So again, we were friends, but at the same time, I mean, you've got a similar story, I guess. Yeah, I mean, basically, I my work has been, I combine psychology, body language, people reading, memory skills, and some people might call it comedy, into a show which looks a lot like I read people's minds. And I do that after dinner at corporate events, product launches, and uh, at private dinner parties up and down the country and around the world, from Las Vegas to Dubai, and, and a lot, but mostly in the UK. And that means similar sort of thing in that I've been doing that for 16, just over 16 years at this point traveling around, still doing it right now. And that's, that's great. But the, the problem with that is really in my industry, the maximum time I'm going to spend on stage is going to be three hours. The rest of the time, I'm either waiting in a departure lounge at an airport, on a train, on a plane, or I'm in a hotel waiting to go on stage or having just finished being on stage. And there's a lot of spare time. And I'm a bit like, I'm a bit obsessed with productivity and maximizing what you can do with your time. And so I was like, what can I do to maximize my time. And by wanting to do more gigs and really enjoying performing, one of the things I had to do was learn how to market myself. So I stumbled across this ability and this natural ability that I have for understanding people, understanding customers, understanding behaviors to couple that with the ability, with my need to actually sell stuff. So I pulled all those things together and then ended up like sort of coaching other performers through a subscription membership program, which I still run to this day, as well as obviously running Response Suite here and then doing you know, our podcast, Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. Somehow I find time to do all of that stuff because I've needed to fill in the time between gigs. Anyway, so uh, I'm just realizing right now why I'm so stupidly busy and always tired. So that's how it all, that's how it all began. So I've, I've never actually had a job. I don't think you have either. Never, have never like, been I've to never, a job interview. No, I don't even know what that looks like. It's funny when we were interviewing our first members, well, our, both of our members of staff here, we were like, hello, so you tell us how to run this interview because we Sometimes haven't got it. Sometimes we ask the staff for HR advice. Absolutely. So uh, apparently... 42 weeks of holiday is standard. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. On, on trip, triple pay. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. So you guys basically built a company so that you could still do the thing that you love to do. We did, but that's not the core reason we built this company. The reason we built this company is, one, we had some skills in marketing, but two, we had a huge gap and a real requirement for what Response Suite does. But I'm going to talk about how this all came about because basically it's all your fault. <laughs> so we were both, as I said, we were both entertainers, hypnotist and a mind reader of, of all things. We both had- It sounds like the beginning of the really crap joke. A hypnotist and a mind reader walking into And a freelancer walking yeah, into a bar. Yeah. Um, and basically we, and then we both had these businesses sell and have these businesses selling information products. And we still both do all of those things. But whilst we were doing this independently running our own thing, this is about six years ago, I had a list in quite an obscure niche. And I wanted to run like a survey to those people to find out what they wanted to know so I could sell them it next because it stood to reason. Like there's lots of different people on my list. They probably want lots of different things. I don't know which thing they want. So I'll create a survey and ask. So I pulled together a quick two or three question survey 
And I thought, actually, if they're going to fill out a survey, I might as well sell them something on the next page. So I put together an offer for a product I already had, put that on the next page. It was like a, a 297 or a 397 one-off product thing. They could buy a downloadable product. And I either discounted it a bit or I put a bonus on or something to make like an excuse for it being there. And I said it was to say thank you for filling out the survey. Thanks for filling out your survey. As a reward, you get to pay me money. <laughs> so I put it together and I went and sent it out to my list and it actually made some sales. And the conversions on that product were astoundingly high, much higher than I expected them to wow. be. It was really there because I thought, well, there's a page. I might, as well, I might as well sell them something. So let's look at the psychology of why that really works. The reason it works is when you, when you just email an offer to your list of, of contacts, they are sort of in a passive scrolling through their email inbox, actually trying to sift out the stuff they want from the stuff that's actually just trying to sell to them, which is usually one of us, right? So what happens when someone's completing a survey is they've decided to go from their inbox, they've clicked and they've now become active. They're no longer in passive scrolling mode. They're no longer having a look at their emails between other tasks and dealing with stuff. They're now in an active mode, especially when they've just completed that survey. They're now actually thinking then your survey questions have probably stimulated some kind of thought and got them really on topic and filled their head with the importance of whatever it is you talk about. So now when you present an offer to them straight after the survey, it's no wonder, and we didn't know this when we tested it, but it stands to reason looking at the psychology that at that point, they're so active and they're so engaged in that subject right now that, of course, you're going to see significantly higher conversions on that offer. So that worked really well. But I knew that only a small percentage of people who would eventually take the survey would do it on the first time around. So I knew I needed to email them again and probably three, four, maybe five times. But I realized I now had a problem because I didn't know who had taken the survey and who didn't. So I now had to email them again and say, uh, no, if you, uh, oh, uh, if you didn't take the survey yesterday, uh, and that's everything we hate about marketing, just being mm -hmm. really bland and, and stuff. So I was like, oh, I don't really have much of a choice. So I just did it and got on with it and made some more sales. And of course, now I realize I'm now taking the most hyper-responsive people, the people who took the survey in the first time or maybe the second time, and then banging them over the head with the survey they right. just took. So it wasn't great, but it was really the only thing I could do. Well, you basically and, disengaged and, on the most engaged people. And loads of marketers were doing it. So I was like, well, it's just an okay thing. Because the outcome was quite satisfactory. Yeah. So that was fine. And the big thing was I wanted to get the data to make this next product. So that was where that all kind of came from. And then what happened was the following. I looked at the data and it was a really widespread. So it wasn't like 80% of people wanted help with this and 20% of people wanted help with this. That would have been ideal or 95% want this and 5% want this. It wasn't that at all. The split was, and we're going to round the numbers up here just to keep it really clear, but let's imagine the numbers were 40% of people wanted help with one thing, 30% of help people wanted help with something else, and 30% of people want help with something else. Well, when you've got that data or something similar, maybe it's 40, 30, 20, and 10, you know, when you've got that data, the best thing you can do is to look at it and go, wow, most people, this is what most people would do. It's what I did initially for a second. You go, oh, most most people want help with that thing. The thing that was 40% of the was 40%. list. But when you look at it and you actually step back for a second, you hang on a minute. No, no, that's the largest individual segment. But the majority of the list is the 60% who said a variety of other things. Which means that, so if you picture this on a pie chart, you've got that big segment, which is like, you know, from 12 till 4, is like your 40%. Let's, say, let's make it really practical. So let's say you run a survey, you're, you help people with their marketing online and you say, right, well, what do you want help with? I've got three different things. Do you want help with traffic? Do you uh, with paid traffic? Do you want help with SEO? Or do you want help with content marketing? 
Right. So maybe there are three services you offer. Well, in this case, 40% of people say they want paid traffic, 30% say SEO and 30% say content. Well, what that means now is when you look at it, well, the only thing you can really do is create the thing that 40% of the people want or market the, th the service that 40% of the people want. And the problem then is that when you email the entire list and say, well, uh, we asked you what you wanted and most people said paid traffic and that's what people do. That's actually not true. Most people said they wanted something else. Right. They wanted thirty percent of the people wanted SEO. The other thirty percent wanted content marketing. Yet, but what's even worse than that? That's like if I say to you right now, Jason, "Hey, um, what do you want to drink right now?" And you say, "Hey, I want Coke." I say, "Great, good news. Here's some Dr Pepper." <laughs> You're gonna be furious. You're gonna be like, "You asked my opinion," and then just totally ignore. And nobody's gonna pick Dr Pepper, are they? So uh, basically, that's and that's the problem, you see. And I had no, really, no choice but just to do it. And I looked and I thought, "Well, this is what everyone's doing. It just makes no sense." So I called Kennedy. And I was like, "Dude, this is the situation." So we talked about it. So what you really need is a survey platform that will actually integrate with your email system and will therefore like segment stuff. And we looked around for ages, and it just didn't exist. And so what happened was we did it manually for years. So what I mean by that is we were running surveys. We realized actually this is a great thing, by the way, and everyone should go through a survey. So we built it in as like an automated part of the business. And then every day would export the CSV file. We would sort it into segments, break them into separate CSV files, and then upload the CSV files, making separate lists and separate tags and all that stuff. And so we realized that was going to be a massive, massive problem. And, it, and we did it for years and it worked really well and it was worth the effort Absolutely. for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's where this all came from, I guess. And what we eventually realized was we need an automated system that just does this all the time. Sure. Yeah. No, I think that's, I mean, that's super smart because I mean, I know myself, I did that for a long, long time, basically export the entries and I have a project brief and I've had that project brief now for eight years um, and I've tailored it, moved form fields around, removed form fields. And all that really does is help me survey leads, right? Like it, the lead fills that out. They tell me what they're looking for. They tell me what their goals are. And there are some flags in there that if they answer the question in the other way, that we're not really going to be a good fit, but maybe later on we can work together. Right. So being able to segment all of that stuff, I mean, that's what I do for my clients is build those kind of automated, you know, let me connect this system to this system and that system. That that system. I mean, let's take a look at it in terms of like for, for freelancers, for everybody here, the biggest thing we have, the, own, the main asset we all have is we can all earn more money, right? We can go and do that. That's fine. But getting, you can never get back the 1st of January, 2019. You can never get that day back. Right. Like once that time is spent, it is done. And therefore, I always think time is too precious. Life is too short. We are all too busy to waste time with people who can never and will never purchase our product at the right level. So how many times have each and every single one of us had a conversation with someone who is looking for the kind of service we do when we get towards that level of saying, right, shall we make this happen? Do you want to engage my services where it just isn't a fit because of their budget or because of the time frame they want it done in or because the way they want things done doesn't match with the way you do things or the systems you use. Like there are, there are a bunch of questions. We would call them key questions that you know are key indicators of whether you can work together or not. And they're not just price. Okay. They are, mm. there are a lot of complex things, things like location. For example, it may be that you only want to work with people who are within a, a you know, like the same time zone as you for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. It may be that people you only, 
sort of work with people who have a, over a certain budget to spend on ads. And, you might be mm-hmm. a social media freelancer who specializes in Twitter, but the person really wants help with LinkedIn and that's a billion miles away from what you're doing. So a really simple way that you could use this kind of smart technology such as response suite or that kind of thing is to have an application form before you get on that call and start doing that initial consultation. Because I think what, I mean, I don't know what what it is you you teach, particularly in terms of your process, Jason, but I think one of the stages for for freelancing is to really get into that consultation call or or having that, that deeper understanding. And what you don't want to do is two things. You don't want to waste your time, but let's be honest, we don't want to waste their time either. If if what they're looking for is not what you can provide, because we've all tried to hire somebody and we've gone down that road and ourselves found ourselves in this sort of dead end of, actually, this just isn't a fit. And now I, as the person sort of seeking out a freelancer, have also wasted my time because I could have been finding the freelancer I want because getting hired as a freelancer is challenging. Hiring the right freelancer also extremely challenging because we've all been burnt with that. So what do we do is we put some kind of contact form, some kind of application, I would call it application form Mm -hmm. for them to, for people to fill in before you have this sort of consultation session. And what you're going to do, the simplest way to do this is think about what are the three elements? What are the three criteria that somebody absolutely has to have in order to allow them to become a customer, in order for them to become a customer of yours and to engage your service? And there's probably going to be a budget question in there. There's probably going to be something to do with the skills that you that they're looking for and how you and how you can work together. And there'll be something else that might be a time thing. It might be a location thing. It, it'll be something to do with your specialism more often than not. And then, of course, the last question, last two questions are going to be, what's your name or to email address? You might even ask for a phone number or your Zoom ID or your Skype ID or whatever it's going to be. Now, what you want to do at that point is normally you would log into that survey you're using, that survey system you're using, and maybe once a day or have your virtual assistant or your freelance person you've hired and do that. And that's cool. You could log in and just go, okay, that person's not really the right kind of person. We'll send, either one, we'll ignore them because they're not qualified and we haven't got time to deal with them. That's not very In which polite. case, those people effectively just sit and rot in the bottom of a, in the bottom of a <laughs> file, basically. Like they're never going to get reached out to again when maybe they will be a better fit. They're right. just going to sit there now forever. Right. And you're not doing anything with them. So you've generated the lead. You've paid to generate that lead and that inquiry, and now you've done nothing with them, which is a real shame. And so you're going you're to go through there, and you're going to sort of make decisions. And then some people, you're going to go, that's a perfect fit. I'm going to reach out to them and offer them the ability or the opportunity to come and book a call with me. So that's all great. But if time's really precious, if we know that as freelancers ourselves, that one of the things we are, we are is poor on time because when, if we're doing all of that stuff, we can't be delivering on the freelance work that we, we are generating and we can't be doing, spending that time on generating more. So really, anytime we're doing that sort of in-between work where it's not actually generating work and it's not fulfilling work, it's really a kind of a waste of our time. So what you could do with something like Response Suite is you could, what we would suggest, of course, is that you would create these three multiple choice questions. So make it really simple for people to fill it out. Don't ask essay questions because you're going to basically put people off because they're going to have to give a big commitment up front when they don't even know if they're qualified and able to engage with you. So it has to be really low resistance and just say, hey, you know, which, what's your budget? Choose from one of these brackets. What's your, and then your other key questions. And now 
What we can do, and the reason we built Response Week is because we can make instant, immediate, automated decisions with those contacts. And we do that in two ways. One is we can take them to a different thank you page immediately on submitting the survey, depending on whether they're qualified or not qualified. Mm-hmm. So, and, and depending on why they're not qualified. So for example, if you have a product that where you teach people to do the thing you do rather than doing it for them, if the problem is budget, you could offer them on that thank you page, your product, which say it might just have a, bit, have a video of you and say, Hey, look, based on the results that of, the, of your survey, it looks like you're probably not in a position right now. And just be really polite for us to work together. However, I think you're the kind of person who could probably go and do this for themselves with the right training, and the right information. The good news is you're not alone on this. I hear it from a lot of people who do this. So I've put together this program and rather than paying me X number of hundreds or thousands of dollars, you can get it today for this amount. That's money that you're currently not making. That's money, that's income you could be making passively from the people, as Rob said, who would otherwise just sit and rot in your survey application. Not only that, but you're actually helping more people as well. You're helping get what they want, which is huge. And your services could be the next thing that they purchase along the way because they've already gotten that win. Right. Exactly. So what right. that product should be is one, it should be affordable to that bunch. But secondly, it should be, it should be enabling them to make the next leap, whether that's free up the time, make them more income, whatever it is that, that you're the reason they're not a match for your freelance service. It should be enabling them to do that so that you can go back to them later after they've purchased and now offer your service if they're now qualified. Now you might be thinking, well, I don't really have a product. and I don't want to create a product. This works with affiliate offers too. Like in pretty much all of our niches, there are products which are not ours, which have decent affiliate commissions paid out on them. It could be that you have in that video, you say, hey, it's not a match right now for us to work together, yada, 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 all nice and polite. However, this dude I know, he's called Jason. He's really awesome. He's got this brilliant program where he teaches you how to become a better freelancer, how to build your business. And I think that's going to be really good for you. Click below. Jason's going to show you how to do it. And now if they purchase through my link and buy Jason's thing, I now, I now earn a commission. Now I'm earning income I wasn't even going to make in the first place. I'm mm-hmm. helping more people and I'm helping Jason grow his business. Uh-huh. And I didn't create a single product. Now, of course, on the flip side of that, if somebody is a good fit, you can take them to a page where they can instantly book into your Calendly thing or your calendar right. appointment. Other appointment booking systems are available <laughs> um, and they can get scheduled to chat to you and have a, and have a call about what it is that you do. But they only, they only see that now if they've passed that first round, if you like, that first round of screening. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. Like I don't even get on a call until they fill out that application, but I love that, (laughs) which decision tree of a thank you page. If they hit those certain key elements that don't fit, send them this or send them to your appointment list. Because for me, they all kind of sit there and they go through, you know, they go into my system. I mean, that's what I do. I build all those systems. So I've, they go in those people that quote unquote rot they go into my list and they get, you know, nurtured and, and maybe come back to the surface. But those that are a good fit now have to wait for me because I have to review and I have to say, OK, look, now I looked at your project brief. Everything looks great. Let's set up a call. It would be great if I had that thank you page that says here. Let's book a time. Let's and chat. Do you know, the great thing about it, Jason, is when people are at that point, 
They don't want you to do the work next month. They want the result today if you could do it. And so if you can present them the way to get their result instantly and while they're still active and while they're in that mode of searching and seeking you out, then the conversions are going to be higher. But and, and you want to go back to something you said there, which I think is absolutely brilliant, which is, of course, you want to connect your survey up to your email marketing system or your customer relationship management tool, your CRM, or whatever as well, because they might not buy that thing immediately mm-hmm. or they might not fill in your appointment booking thing. So you want to be able to follow up with them automatically as well, depending on what their choice is. And also, they might be if you've got four options of things you can help people out with, or they think that you can help people out with, but you actually only help them with one thing. So let's say you're a social media manager and you specialize in, in Instagram, for example. Okay. So you're going to help me grow my Instagram at response suite. Okay, great. If you choose, I want help with my Instagram. Great. You'll come to our appointment system. But if you choose, I really need the most help with Facebook you might be then put into our system to be followed up with offers for Facebook. And you might see a Facebook offer on the thank you page. And similarly, if you chose Twitter or if you choose LinkedIn or whatever it's going to be. So you want to make sure you're following up over the long term as well, because actually what you're building now, rather than just a bunch of people who fill in your application form and a small sliver of those people who you can actually work with, you're now building an asset for your business, which becomes something you can market to and actually scale beyond just your time as a freelancer. The other thing that's really cool about this, by the way, as a freelancer is bear in mind what's happening here is as a freelancer, you know, people are paying you for your skills, your expertise, and your ability to implement their ideas and to take their ideas and make them great. And that's an amazing thing. When you have a system like this in place, it's actually a really impressive demonstration of how organized you are, how efficient you are, how productive you are. Whereas I bet, I bet, I bet, not listening to this podcast, I'm sure, but I bet there are other freelancers out there who don't listen to this podcast. But there are other freelancers out there who don't do it very well, who like they're they're late in replying to emails, they spell the customer's name wrong, you know, like they just don't treat the customer particularly well. And it doesn't look very slick and very polished. And like, you know, for example, again, you mentioned our podcast earlier, three marketers walk into a podcast, there's an application process to becoming a guest on the podcast. You have to fill out a form that's built in response suite. It allows us to make sure that we follow up with every, every single person. It makes everything and everyone comments on how how, how slick the system is mm-hmm. so if you imagine that's your sales process that's your application process to become a, a client as a freelancer i think like people are impressed by how fast and how efficient and how organized the whole thing is as well now let's just take a step yeah. back you might think actually i don't want to have a product that I sell. I'm a freelancer. I like to do the stuff. I don't want to go about promoting affiliate products myself. That's cool too. Because the other option is you then just, if they're not qualified, you can just automatically follow up with the single politest decline email they've ever received without you having to do anything because it's automatic. Like you, how many times have you gone, oh, that person doesn't qualify. I'll get back to them at some point. And you know, there are some people falling through the cracks. Well, if it's automated, and they get to the thank you page and says, thanks, I'll be in touch, which is actually your, no thanks, this is not going to work page. Then a day later, have it set in your email marketing system. If your, if your survey speaks to your email marketing system, if they've been tagged as decline, an email comes quote unquote from you, which says, hi, I reviewed your application. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're a good fit right now. 
and just do the nicest, most polite decline email ever, but at least they hear from you and your reputation as a freelancer continues to grow because when they hear, and tell them why, tell them what you really right. specialize in and the kind of people you can help because now when they're speaking to others and they hear of others who need the kind of help you can provide, they're not going to think of you as the guy who didn't bother replying or the girl who didn't, didn't even bother to say no thanks or they didn't hear from. They're going to say, you know what? The person who can help you is Jason. The relationship maintains. And because the world is so small now, because of the internet and social media, reputation really matters. Oh, 100%. I mean, to your point, Rob, I mean, the thing that I hear a lot and I have over the past decade of my own business from leads and clients is the bad relationship. I'm big on building that communication over communicating. I want to make sure that they're comfortable enough, whether they're a lead or a client, but it positions me and it, it allows me to stand out from amongst the crowd because now I'm creating that memorable moment. I'm creating, Hey, look, looks like he's been down this road before. Even if we are in a fit, he knows what I'm talking about and he knows who he can help and who he doesn't help. And he can refer me to somebody else or here's a program. Like you said, I mean, it allows that avenue of communication and, and essentially unexpected delight because a lot of people, when they reach out to freelancers, if they've had a bad experience, that baggage carries with them, that cynicism, that, that, oh, what this one, I'm just going to fill out another form that they're just going to dump me into some email list and never, we're never going to work together, but they need to do it because they need to solve a problem. It's, I love it. I mean, I, I, one of the things that I, I, I really do love about this is that you keep mentioning video, like have a video on this thank you page, right? For me, what I've been doing a lot lately is when somebody comes in, they reach out from a key component of my business and they actually give me some of their attention. I reply with a personalized video that's maybe 10 or 15 seconds long. It's nothing crazy, but the response that you get back from that is overwhelming. We only do it for customers right now. We want to roll it out further, but I don't know about you, but we're using Bonjoro for that. Right, and I use that too. Unbelievable for getting people to realize because we're living in a world where everything has become so automated and dehumanized. The moment that you move beyond teach, treating people as one blanket bunch of people and you treat people as an individual, it suddenly stands out. And yeah, you can do that through video. But also, if you think about your form, your application form, your survey, however you want to do that, if you think of it as a choose your own adventure story, and depending on how they answer certain things, they get the perfect message that they know is for them, that they know is addressing their current requirements, their need that's important, and the thing that's important to them right now, they feel significant. And one of our core human needs, psychologically speaking, is for that feeling of significance. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it's core to who we are. And so in a world right now where we're all treated as a number, look, when you call the bank or when you, they don't care about your name. They want your number. They want, what's your customer ID? What like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to just be person 9,922 on your email marketing list. I want to be Kennedy. 
from Response Suite. This is who I want to be. And I want to be treated with the things that I need that I need right now. And the, the closer we can get to that, delivering mass personalization is the thing we call it. So the closer we can get to mass personalization, giving people that choose your adventure story, which is the series of tags, the series of pieces of information that we have on someone, the closer we can get to that, the more someone feels that we understand them, the easier selling is going to be because we're removing the friction and saying, actually, we're having a human to human, a person to person connection and conversation, which is actually about you and what it is you need rather than us going, oh, no, you're just person number six. You didn't qualify next. Where's person number seven? Like, that's just so alien and it's just not going to work anymore. It's not going to cut it. What I yeah. think it does is this all gets a really nice balance between creating a perfect relationship with every person. But also, I think as freelancers, there are so many freelancers out there who are sort of clamoring for work. They're fighting over each other. There's, there's entire networks of freelancers where it's really a race to the bottom on price. And obviously, people listen to a podcast like this because they want to become a freelancer who is building a, life, a, building a business and a freelancing business that supports the lifestyle they want. That means that they've constantly got a stream of the right clients and not the wrong ones, which is what all this is great for. But having this application process elevates you as a freelancer as well. Like It elevates everything about your positioning in the mind of the people in the minds of your prospective clients. Like once somebody's hired you, they know how great you are because you've done a great job. Right. In advance of that, the fact that you are that you are sort of a, a choosy about who you work with, but in the nicest possible sense, it elevates your positioning as somebody who's not just desperate for to take anyone's money as well. Like, oh well, well, you want what? Well, I can probably learn that by tomorrow. Give me your money, which is what which is the approach that some freelancers have had. So I think that that's the other thing about this whole thing is it puts you into a position where actually you're in a position of control and a position of, not power, but a position of control over the over the prospects as well, which is really powerful. Yeah, and one, you're weeding out the tire kickers, and two, you're only talking to the people that actually really want to work with you. Anyway, so the selling part of it is kind of done for you. I mean, if they've gone down, yeah. right, yeah. right. Of so course, they, it's just sealing the deal. It's not selling. Right, yeah, I love that. So I love it. I love it. I feel like I've, I've had that initial process, but I haven't gone fully. I've kind of stitched parts of the, that. I haven't had that dual thank you page thing. I love that. That, that decision-making tree, so to speak, is, is, is wonderful. So, Something you said, Jason, actually really fired an idea with me as well. We're all about building a team of people around you and building a network of the right people. Something you said really stood out to me about this idea of if you have like a team of other freelancers, not who work for you or with you, but like friends, other freelancers who do similar things, but in different necks of the woods. So if maybe you are a social media person and somebody else is an SEO expert and somebody else does something different. The fact that you can recommend each other work, mm -hmm. like if somebody said, somebody's just not the right fit for you, but you say, I'll tell you what would be. And the, the page gives them a video where you say, oh, you should go and meet my friend Paul over there or Jenny over there and they'll be able to take care of you. That's really cool. Yeah, because I mean, that's essentially what was going through my mind because I have a trusted group of friends and colleagues that I would refer work to. Whether I am, I have a full roster or it's just not a fit. Like I'm not a designer, I'm a developer. So I only, if you need any sort of design and development, I'm going to suggest going over and getting this designer, right? Work with them, bring all, I've worked with them in the past. I know how good they are and all that stuff to have an individualized thank you page to suggest that over. I mean, now that like levels up even the relationship that I have with that person. So yeah, I, I love it. I know we're, we're a little pressed on time, but how, 
I mean, we've said Response Suite, but where can people find out more about Response Suite if they're interested? Cool. So, I mean, the website is obviously responsesuite.com. Having said that, we put together a special deal for the feasters on the podcast. Um, basically, what you, uh, what you can do is you can grab a 14-day free trial. So, you've got two full weeks to like get it set up, get it working, get it active and all that stuff. Uh, but on top of that, we wanted to do a couple of things. First of all, we've got a training program we put together, uh, which is called the Survey Marketing Masterclass. It was a four-module training that we ran. It was $497. And it teaches you eight campaigns that are designed to use surveys and smart application forms, uh, including sort of selling high ticket services and stuff. And we'd love to give you that completely for free just to say thank you for giving us a try and taking the trial. But also uh, because, you know, buying the stuff, buying the tools is only one thing. You also, you know, implementation is all important. So uh, we'd love to give you a free implementation call with either myself or Kennedy. It's not like, a, uh, you know, we're, we're palming this off to somebody uh, while we're busy spending money. You can get to on a call with one of us and we'll, we'll talk you through it and we'll help get you set up and get it in, implemented fast and get it working and stuff. So you can grab that by going to responsesweetdeal.com forward slash feast. So responsesweetdeal.com forward slash feast. Awesome. And I'll definitely put that up in the show notes for anybody that's interested. This has been awesome. Before I let you guys go, what's next for you? What's next in the next six, 12 months? That's a really good question. What is next for us? Uh, it's a funny question. Like, There's a lot of people who start... So, so as info, as we our primary business has been info products for a really long time. Um, and we I, people used to say to me all the time, you need to start a software business. You need to have a piece of software. You need to sell software. The money's in the software. I was like, I just don't have an idea for a piece of software yet that I can... I can that I have the time or at the time, I didn't have the time, the money, the expertise or anything to build a piece of software. You just didn't have the idea. Just didn't have the idea of it, no. And then Response Suite came along as an idea and we thought, well, this, this is the idea. Like, because we're building this because we need it. We're not building it. A lot of software I think gets created because somebody wants something to sell. Response Suite was created because we needed it and it just made sense to sell it. So that's why it exists. So really, I mean, we, we don't have anything else on the horizon, particularly. No, I mean, you know, Response Suite's not a WordPress plugin. It's not one of these things that's here today and then we'll be selling another widget next week. You know, this is literally the business. This is what we're here to continue to grow. We, we very much listen to our customers around which features they would like, like next, what levels of innovation we can do. Because the point of Response Suite is, it is it's a survey builder specifically for marketing and entrepreneurship so that it links to things and does things that marketers and entrepreneurs need to be able to do. So we're constantly looking at things that our friends and ourselves are doing and thinking, how can we make it better and what are the new features? And as technology continues to evolve with AI and all this kind of stuff, how will we be using that technology to deliver really good services with Inside Response Suite and giving more to our customers? And what we're really proud of is we're not one of those businesses who are like, right, we've got a new feature. And uh, dear customers, if you'd like that, that's an extra $5 a month. We don't do, <laughs> it's none of that. It's, it's, it, for us, it's about continuing to grow and everybody gets everything. So uh, it's, it really is about continuing to grow that offering for, with, with the product to make it even better as if that's possible. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's, that's great. Are you doing any more mind reading? 
Yeah, I still do, yeah, I still do that. I still do my sh- I still do my shows at corporate events and things like that right around the world. Uh, Rob still goes and does a theatre tour across the UK with his comedy hypnosis show. We still do that, but when we're on the road, we call in and we do Zoom meetings and stuff with the staff here. Uh, but truthfully, because there's only a finite amount of time that you can be on stage, we do spend a lot of time in the office working working with folks, uh, working working with the team here. So yeah, awesome. So, and we're really so when you have you know, our teams based here, you know, in the northeast of England. So we're, we're very privileged that we're in the same room, actually. When we're, funnily enough, we don't use, uh, we're not all a freelance team. We're actually in real life. Oh, in real life. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate both of you guys' time and sharing all of your insights here. I think it was, I got a ton of value out of it. And I know the listener, you guys are going to get a ton of value out of it. If you haven't already done so, definitely go check out the show notes. I'll put the link if you want to talk one-on-one with either Kennedy or Rob, that link will get you there. They can help you build it out if that's what you're interested in, or they can just do it for you, I guess. We'll see. You know, yeah, yeah we, do, we do it with you. And yeah, on top of that as well, for the listeners listening, we'd love to get your feedback on this. Like we're very active on social. So uh, if you, we'd love if you take your big aha moment, whatever it was you pulled out of this that was valuable, uh, or even if you want to send us some hate mail, if you just send us a tweet at Response Suite on Twitter, we'll, uh, we'd, love to, we'd love to hear what your big takeaway was. Yeah, or even just a photograph of a lemon, whatever you'd like, really. <laughs> That's awesome. We got to get like, you know, response sweet lemon hashtag. (laughs) That's it. That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, guys. And for everyone else listening, until next time, it's your time to live in the feast. Didn't I tell you those guys were awesome? I hope like me, they sparked a few ideas for you to implement within your own application, whether it's with their software or not, to better serve those leads in a way that benefits not just those leads, but for yourself as well. Next week, we'll be back with Mike Kelly, where we dive into adding a bit of the light into the experience of your sales. Until then, it's your time to live in the feast. Mm